Welcome to Hidden Secrets to Leadership Success, the podcast that helps you be the leader you were meant to be. Our speakers are Hector McAhern and Steve Royal, both experienced leaders in their own right. They will share with you more about their careers and background as our podcasts evolve. As you will hear, leadership is a fascinating subject with literally hundreds of definitions. But the purpose of these podcasts is simple for Hector and Steve. They want you to be a better leader. No matter where you are now, what they have to share is vital to your future leadership success. So let's jump in. Here are Hector McAhern and Steve Royal. Well, good afternoon and welcome to our podcast, Hidden Secrets to Leadership Success. We're delighted to have you here today. And um, we, I thought we would t- sort of start with a little bit of a, a background so that we remind folks about this. But Hector and I started this process with one objective in mind, and that was to help our listeners be better leaders. And the way we started this was by looking at what I call those quiet everyday actions, those characteristics that we know help leaders be the authentic leaders that they want to be. These characters, characteristics that we've uh, been discussing and will continue to discuss are based on our experiences and our observations of leaders throughout our careers, as well as the wisdom of hundreds of participants uh, in our leadership uh, events. So we've started each of our uh, podcast with looking at uh, a specific um, characteristic that uh, that is part of what uh, we think forms a successful leader. Today, we're going to look at a particularly interesting one, um, and one that is, I would have to say, foundational to being an effective leader. And that's um, a leader that needs to be trusted. Um, an effective leader needs to be trusted. And uh, we defined it this way. A leader that does what they say they will do, communicates openly, relays information clearly, and protects information that is shared in confidence. So those are the kinds of, uh, of characteristics or kinds of elements of being trusted that we think uh, is an effective process. I would also add that the uh, corollary to this is not only a, a leader to be effective needs to be trusted, but that leader also needs to trust. So it has a couple of different uh, processes. So Hector, with that in mind, uh, what's your your first reaction to um, leaders that are trusted? Well, I think the idea for it being foundational is so important. I I have uh, spent a lot of time in organizations and outside of organizations thinking about that word, trust, and personally, of all of what we talk about, if there isn't an environment in which trust happens, uh, I think you are in a world of trouble. And I agree with you. It has to be reciprocated. It, it's kind of uh, an issue of reciprocity, you know. I give it, and uh, hopefully I receive it. And it begins, I think, with organizations where there is a true clarity about alignment. 
if there isn't a clear uh, alignment of what's going on in the organization, it's very, very hard to trust. And one of the books that I have studied and looked at very often is The Speed of Trust. Hmm. Okay. And Stephen Covey, who, who wrote that, and one of the things that he begins by saying is the first thing I would say about this, Steve, is if you want things to happen efficiently, one of the things that has to happen is the person must be trusted. And if you think about all of the things we now have to make certain that everybody in the organization is trusted is uh, we do everything that we can to cause people to trust in some in some way or another. Uh, and uh, I've seen that happen over and over again. And I check the checker and I check the checker checker and I check the checker 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 and I work very hard to check everybody because I don't trust them. And I think part of the issue of trust is really getting clear on that you can trust and that the organization is aligned in a way that is pretty well understood, trust is. And so th those are some thoughts that I would, would have about trust. I also think that trust is, uh, at the very outset, a foundational principle, as you have said, that gets organizations moving uh, on the right track. The uh, the concept of of trust is um, is so foundational that it it almost goes without saying. But uh, you and I both know, as we've observed organizations and experienced organizations, um, often um, what uh, senior management thinks is happening isn't happening at the lower levels, or vice versa. And uh, and so, trust is one of those uh, those elements that uh, it is mandatory or essential for success, but it can be lost in a heartbeat. And I think you're right. That's, uh, that's one of those, uh, those things that I think new leaders especially needs to, need to understand, that uh, you can spend uh, days, weeks, months, years building trust with an organization uh, and see it disappear uh, in a heartbeat uh, as um, uh, what... When, when you may be pro placed in a situation where um, sharing information um, may seem like the right thing to do, but in fact is is the wrong thing to do. And one of the parts of the definition that we uh, we talked about was that um, the um, the leader that um, pr uh, protects information that was shared in confidence and um, I know you've done a lot of counseling work and uh, and counseled with uh, with leaders and as have I and that's one of the things that comes up in some of those counseling sessions is that um, a letter a leader may uh, may have been involved in a situation where um, they were having to tell one group of people one thing and another group of people something else and uh, we've talked in other uh, parts of our episodes of our podcast about uh, especially uh, mergers and acquisitions and those, those sort of things when they're happening and 
you're sort of given a uh, a secret or uh, told what's going to happen in the future, but also told uh, we want to keep this under wraps for another period of time, a month, a year, whatever it, it happens to be. And so um, that presents that conundrum for the leader about what do I tell and what don't I tell to uh, to the people that are going to be involved. Um, and the other side of that is when you're when you're doing coaching or doing sort of counseling with uh, someone that uh, you work with or just having an open discussion about uh, situations, if they share something with you that is personal or uh, they consider confidential, um, and you inadvertently share that with someone else, that trust that you've worked so hard to build um, disappears in a heartbeat. And I think. New leaders especially are often um, enamored with the idea that uh, as a new leader, you get to experience or go to the meetings where certain things are talked about, sort of futures of the organization or problem solving or those sort of things. And um, you're anxious to contribute. And what you may be contributing is something that uh, I won't say destroys, but certainly damages the trust that either your subordinates have for you or that other leaders have for you. So uh, it's a particularly, uh, uh, as I said, foundational, but sort of very, very challenging part to be in. It seems simple that um, that we might say that um, being trusted means that I always tell the truth. Um, but being trusted means that you're going to look out for the, I think, has a broader meaning means you're going to look out for the people that you are responsible for. I think that's true. I think you're right. And I think that what you mentioned is why mergers and ac- acquisitions often are so difficult to do. Because in reality, uh, when a merger happens in an organization, it sets you up not to trust. Exactly. And invariably, what happens is you get into a situation where something happens. And, and, and to give you a personal story on that, I, I remember uh, when we merged with one an organization we merged with, the first thing that came to my mind was, I really don't trust these people. And um, quite frankly, I had no reason to trust them or not to trust them. What I needed to do is just to give them the benefit of the doubt, which is also what happens when you set trust up is you have to give the other person the benefit of the doubt. And even in a conversation, if I am in a conversation and the need for me to trust you comes up, one of the things that I think I'm required to do is make certain that you have the benefit of the doubt of believing me. So so in mergers and acquisitions, the organizations often are not aligned. Right. And then within the confines of those two organizations, there are totally different uh, behaviors happening. So on one group, they're acting this way. In another group, they're acting a different way. And it's very, very hard to get to a point of really, really trusting in that kind of environment. And uh, 
I've been through enough of them to find out that um, immediately when you are having to deal with trust, you often deal with it, Steve, from a a position that you are currently in. So if I am merging with you, it is highly likely that I will deal with you from an insubordinated kind of position. I'm going to deal with you thinking that, in effect, uh, you're not going to trust me, and I certainly am not going to trust you. And the reality is all of what we're talking about goes back to what Steve and I have just emphasized over and over again. To be a leader in any environment, these things you have to do. You have to trust. You have to figure out a way to do that or you are not going to succeed. Oh, absolutely. And I think um, uh, what what we've been trying to communicate to to our listening audience is um, that the culture or the, the work you put in to um, basically build trust and basically build the kind of relationships that allow you to be the effective leader you want to be are um, foundational to how you interact with, uh, with those, those folks. And you have to trust uh, your, your managers and the people you work for but you also are building trust with the people that work for you or or that part of your team. And um, what you do on a daily basis, and we've talked a lot about this, but what you do on a daily basis is what allows you to build the trust with your team, the kinds of things that you do every day and the kinds of things that you repeat and, uh, and that you listen to, and that when you do run into a problem, you have a process that allows you to have open discussions with uh, with your staff or with your uh, your team, so that you're talking about the real issues. You're not talking around issues. You're not talking around um, a sort of well. I need to tell this group this and this other group this other thing. Hopefully, they won't talk to each other. Um, and of course, you know they will. Uh, and so that you end up with that sort of. Um, damaging to uh, a damaging effect to your own leadership and uh, to the trust that you've built and um the the way you you build trust is by going back and doing some of the things that we've already talked about and that's listening to your staff really understanding where they're coming from knowing yourself and uh, and your process and being able to communicate where where you're going uh, and what the objectives are of your organization, and then living up to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the kinds of things that it really requires in order to build the trust with your with your staff. Um, and then the other part of this that I, I probably have found in my career the more difficult, and that is, do I trust the people that I report to? Are they telling me the truth? And in my career, most of the time, the answer is yes. They've, you know, they've been straightforward and they've, they've told me the truth and so forth. But that doesn't change the fact that uh, they had to keep earning that. And that's what I think all of us have to keep doing. It's not Trust is not one of those skills that you develop and then you put away and sort of say, well, I've got that one mastered. Um, trust is one of those things that you have to build every day. 
Well, when I'm operating with you from an insubordinate position, uh, one of the things that uh, a trusting leader has to work on is helping me trust you. Because often uh, when you are talking about trust, the person who is, is the leader is considered to have the upper hand. So if I have the upper hand, and by upper hand, that means I know the information, I'm more privy to what's going on in the organization, I have a, a deeper depth of what's going on, it's easy for me to say, well, you know, uh, something is missing there. I don't understand what's going on with them, which often is what you will find when you are trying to become a leader in an organization. Trusting your leaders, not just in terms of, of what they say, but how they go about saying it. And uh, you have to help people get that way. So now I'm going to give you a little quiz, okay. uh, Stephen. And here, here is how I want you to think about this. The, the speed of trust basically says there are 13 behaviors that one ought to demonstrate uh, in terms of helping us get healthy. Right. And I'm going to give you a couple of them. The first one is one that I'm going to talk about that says when you are dealing with people, talk straight. Okay. Simply tell the truth. Right. And you said something earlier about uh, leaders having to determine what they should say in cer certain situations and what they should not say. In other words, I say to you as a leader, Steve, you can't, you can't divulge that to your group right now. Right. You can't have that. So, but even at that, if you are uh, trying to get ahead, you need to talk straight to your people. So tell me, tell me about talk straight. Well, I, I, uh, I, I couldn't agree more in uh, the, that. Um, I think when we, we, when we talk about talking straight, it's a, uh, I go to sort of something that my father told me and my father told me this. He said, son, always tell the truth. Cause if you don't, you don't have to remember all that other stuff. <laughs> so if you just tell the truth, uh, you don't have to remember all the, uh, the stories you told what I told Hector and, uh, and what I told the other person, I don't have to remember all that. And I know that's a little bit of a, uh, an anecdote, but the, uh, the, the point is um, that talking straight is telling the truth. And if I, and if I can, if I get in a situation where I really can't answer your question, you ask what's going to happen or what, how is this going to happen? If I can't answer that for either I don't know or I've been advised by my boss not to talk about that, I have to say that. That is, that is yeah. such a powerful one to me. Uh, it's all right to admit that you don't know. As a matter of fact, it is fine. And what I have found in practically all of my work experience is people generally know what you aren't telling them. They may not know what it is, 
but they know if you're kind of hedging on secrets. Right. So I think that's a good one. Tell the truth. Now, here's the next one. Okay. Demonstrate respect. And and I, I will say about that, any kind of situation that you are in with anybody who works with and for you, one of the first things that you ought to do is demonstrate a level of respect for them. So what about that, Steve? Well, you know, we uh, we actually uh, did a podcast about this a couple of weeks ago. and um, But respect and respected are uh, critical elements to being a successful leader. And um, the way I would describe that uh, in, in the setting that we are in uh, now um, is that I honor who you are. That's how I would, would describe that. I honor that, that. So I respect you as an individual. And so by doing that, one of the things we were just sort of uh, talking about this, but uh, uh, I build trust because I honor who you are and what your experience is. I don't discount that. Um, and in doing that, I communicate to you that you are a valuable member of this team. You have a contribution to make to this team. You're part of this team, and I honor you for that, and I respect you for how you got here. Now, I'm doing all of that because I trust who you are and what you bring to the plate. So the respected part of that is uh, is critical to uh, And what happens is when you come on in that way, uh, offering that kind of respect and regard for the other person, it allows you the opportunity to say generally all of what you need to say to them, even if it's critical. Because generally, when you show respect, uh, your goal with that person is to prove or to make certain that that person understands that you care for them and you want them to succeed uh, as well as the group. And you have to do that. So that's one. Let, okay. let me give you another one. Okay, give me another one. This is fun. Go with it. Yeah. Create, <laughs> create transparency. When, when I am talking to you, I need for you to see that I am transparent, that I am a person who shows and is giving it to you from my heart. Right. And straight. Right. So what about that one? Well, it's very, it's very similar to the, the other one we were talking about there is it's talking straight or telling the truth. And um, uh, transparency is, uh, is a more difficult sort of nuance with what we're talking about. Because um, I, I guess what I would say is being transparent is being able to tell you all that there is to know. I mean, that's the way I look at it, is if uh, transparent is I can look through something and see everything that, that's there. And unfortunately, again, we go back to this, some of the time that's not possible, uh, either because I don't know the answer and uh, uh, or more likely it's the answer is, is sort of masking some other task or, or process that's going on. Uh, so those uh, those things are there, but I, I think it uh, is very much... Um, a process, and I think what uh, what I would say about transparency is it 
goes back to almost exactly what we were saying, but to me, it is being honest. It's not, uh, it's not trying to paint a different picture. It's not trying to, uh, nuance an answer. Um, but being transparent is, uh, uh, is sort of telling the situation as, as you understand it to the extent that you are able to, to understand that situation. Yeah. Uh, now you've, uh, you, Tell me more about how you would view. That. Well, well, I think uh, I think we agree on that. I think the only thing I would add to that is transparency provides you an opportunity to show that you are aligned. If what comes out of my mouth is very different than how I behave, okay. then some something is awry there. Right. So the the issue of transparency includes not only the idea of showing who I am, it is, it is also the ability to show that I'm aligned. You know, when you see me in this situation, nine times out of ten, when you see me in the next one, I'm the same. The same, right? And I, I don't know if you've seen bosses or if you have been a boss. That when certain people show up, they act in a way that you created heaven and earth and you were <laughs> that, you know, you're just this, just the best thing that they've ever seen. And that same person, when you hear about yourself uh, <laughs> back at the farm, they don't think very much of you. Right. Yeah. That's not being... It's not transparent. It's, that is not being that's uh, uh, open. And, and, and yes, and, and I have uh, I have seen situations like that. I have uh, uh, I have experienced them, but more often I've experienced where people were more supportive than that. So, and I think I've been fortunate in that regard. But um, yeah, that's a that's a great way to think about that. Is uh, what's said to said to someone else when you're in the presence of of them. Versus what's said to that individual when you're not there uh, is different, and, I, and I've been in those situations as well. Well, let me give you another one. Okay. Right, R I G H T, wrongs, W R O N G S. When you are in a situation that requires trust, where and when you have an opportunity to right a wrong, do it. Right. Don't allow things to occur that people know. I know Steve knows. I, I have seen Steve, and I know he knows what's going on with that situation. But he won't do anything about it. And I've watched him. I've watched him. By the way, Steve, one of the things that I learned early in, in this, and we may have mentioned this in, on one of our podcasts, is it is amazing how people who work for you observe you. Oh, yeah. And one of the things that I, I learned uh, through a whole lot of experience is how easy how important or how whatever it is to look at you and figure out what you are going to do. And I base that on what I just talked about, righting the wrongs, taking care of the environment, 
as it should be versus doing something very, very different than that. So, uh, th- this book, uh, uh, trust, efficiency of trust is one of the things they say is right, wrong. So I'm going to give you another one right quick while you can work on both of these. This is show loyalty, which is an interesting one. Right. How, how do you, how do you, how do you think about that? Show, show loyalty, show your grit, show what you are committed to, show what works for our company. Well, let me let me sort of take that maybe from a little bit of a different perspective. And I know we've talked about this before, but um, and I, I think we both agree on this that we consider leadership a sacred responsibility. I think we we've talked about that in the past, and so both righting wrongs and um, what was the second part of that um, showing loyalty. Showing loyalty. Um, both of those are part of recognizing that as a leader, your responsibility is to support the people that you are charged with leading. And to me, that's this whole issue of, it's not just a matter of, as we talked about before, getting the widgets out the door or following up on whatever our, our task is or responsibility in front of us. But it really is a matter of saying, if I've asked you to come in and be part of this team, I've gone through the hiring process. I've vetted you for uh, that you're the right person for the for the job here. Then I have a responsibility to make sure you can be successful. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that. Re- that's the part of leadership as being a sacred responsibility. Because in fact, what you've done by saying I want to be part of your team is you've asked that person to come in and put their financial future in your hands. They've put their family's financial future in your hands. They've um, put their career in your hands to help them be successful. So righting wrongs means making sure that, I I would think, um, whatever the reputation that you have in the organization, if for some reason it's not accurate, I need to correct that. I need to be able to Stand up, and and when I'm talking about Hector and what he's done for the organization, I need to make sure that other people know that's, in fact, the the truth. Um, And I think those are the kinds of things that are my responsibility. And and, uh, as a leader, doing that requires courage, another topic that we've already talked about, and that's the courage to stand up and, and, and protect the people that are part of your team. Uh, And if you can do that and do it effectively, um, you're really looking out for your team mm. and, and you're building trust that the organization, the people that, that work with you know that when you're talking about the team and what's going on with that team, you're going to tell the truth. You're going to be transparent with, uh, with that, but you're also going to look out for their best interest because in fact, as I've, as I've often told people that are part of my teams that I've, I've developed is, if you think about it, there is absolutely no advantage for a leader to not support his or her team. Uh, and the reason is that uh, that I can't be successful if my team's not successful. So righting wrongs, looking out for them, being transparent are all things that help that team be, be trusting of you 
and quite frankly, allows you to trust your team to do the right thing. Yeah, and and one of the things that comes up when you say that is that also means taking responsibility for your team when things don't go the right way. Right. I've seen situations where the boss or the supervisor has literally dumped on his team and basically said, (laughs) I had nothing to do that. That is not my fault. They did that. Or I assigned them and they went and did that. So the idea of what you are saying, once you get that, and boy, the value of earning that is so substantial. Yep. So, so, so let me give you a few more and then okay. you can comment on all of these or one of them. But I will say to you, all of what you have just said speaks to how valuable trust is. But it also starts to get into this issue of trust is not a, a, a area that you just don't do anything but trust. I mean, you have to do things right. Like you've got to right wrongs. You've got to show loyalty, those kinds of things. And the next one is, uh, deliver results. Yeah. Make something happen. Another one is get better. <laughs> yeah. The other one, another one is confront reality, clarify expectations. And the last one is practice accountability. And what I would say, summing this up for me is your comment about sacred responsibility. These are the things that demonstrate the sacred responsibility that we would have for those people that work for us. Many of the other stuff has to do with widgets right? and making things and selling things. But as an individual human being, if you can demonstrate these things in such a way that I actually start to trust you, You've come a long, long ways with me. Well, and I, th- I think you're you're exactly right, and I, I love that list of, uh, of things that go into it because, um, as I said in our, our intro there, the, the things that we talk about in our podcast are what I call the quiet everyday actions that you have to take to be successful mm-hmm. and to be a successful leader. And all those things that we were just talking about within trust are, are part of that. And... Um, uh, and so it really is the uh, the foundation. And then one of the things you just mentioned was producing results, or you, know, you have to you have to be successful at doing that because at the end of the day, and that actually it goes all the way back to our very first podcast, which was on vision. And uh, the vision is that we're trying to do something that, that uh, we define leadership as uh, leading a group of people towards the accomplishment of a goal uh, and using your influence to do that. Um, so. What I really look at is the goal really needs to be part of what supports the organization. It's uh, it's really impossible to be a great leader without accomplishing something, and uh, uh, and so uh, that means you're probably popular, but uh, and you won the popularity cast, uh, contest in high school, 
but uh, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that you're going to be a successful leader as you uh, as you go forward and uh, without accomplishing something of value that the uh, the organization that you're part of really has asked you to take care of. So I think the uh, accomplishment of uh, of a task or a- achieving results uh, is that process. It's uh, and so. Um, I was going to add a little bit of a, a nuance to uh, uh, to this discussion of, of trust because um, obviously we put it in context of leadership. Uh, but one of the things that I've found in my career, and as you know, I've spent a fair amount of time in the, the sales side of organizations as well, is the leadership side. And um, one of the, the things that always struck me and um, – uh, and probably was the most gratifying part of my, when I was in, in the sales piece was that people would tell me when we were sort of at the, the end of a sales cycle and something, they would tell me that they really enjoyed our process because at no point during that process did they question whether what I was telling them was true. Mm-hmm. And I always found that very gratifying to hear, obviously. I mean, that was, uh, was part of it. But I always found it like, well, I wonder what those other people do. I mean, if, <laughs> because I would, as I, I said earlier, telling the truth is just, it's part of my DNA. And it's like, and I know it is of yours as well. So um, I didn't find that to be um, something I had to work very hard at. Uh, and if we, if, if whatever I was selling would do what the client was asking we would do, I would say, yes, we can do that. If we could, if it wouldn't do that, or I couldn't make it do that, I would say, I can't do that. We don't have that capability, or it's not part of what we're trying to accomplish, or whatever the right answer is. I would never um, say, well, uh, I think we can make that work, and walk out the door knowing that there's no way that's going to happen. I always found that um, uh, to be a bad strategy mm-hmm. for other people. Mm-hmm. But I know that other people who are in the sales business. Uh, will tell you anything to make the sale. And that was never part of the way I approached that process. Which probably is what why you were a great salesperson and so many salespeople fail miserably because many, many sales, quote, people always get that wrong. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they always sell in something that... <laughs> no, it's, it, it, it just doesn't... And, I know that's, you know, that, that's a little bit different, and we all sort of recognize that, um, uh, you know, sometimes salespeople are, are, off, are, are doing things they shouldn't be doing. But I never found that to be valuable. And again, I go back to my father, who actually was also in sales, and um, uh, it, it just never occurred to him to not be honest. Uh, and uh, that's the way he was brought up, and that's the way he brought me up, and uh, and I think that's uh, in terms of uh, this particular characteristic, um, it's why uh, uh, I've I've worked hard at being trusted, but also uh, I've worked hard at trusting people that I work with. I I don't want to go behind them and sort of figure out whether they're doing the right thing or not. Or you know, if somebody said they were, you know, going to be uh, uh, at a doctor's appointment this morning and. I found out they were on the golf course. Uh, you know, that was never something that I went looking for. Uh, and I know there are people and leaders who think that's, you know, that I have to sort of check up on my people. 
And I think one thing that tells me a lot about organizations, if you think you need to check up on the people that work for you, you got the wrong people. I think you're right. I think you're right. And that happens often that, uh, or either the system is set up so that everybody in the system checks on everybody else. Right. So you can't get anything effectively done. And when it comes to uh, being trustworthy, you just can't do it. The final thing I'd say, though, is I think you thought, talked about your father, and, and I think about my own, and I, I think about him in the context of the three things that we mentioned here at the end, confront reality, uh, clarify expectations, and practice accountability. Uh, I've always felt like my father did a great job at confronting reality, and uh, he knew very well what was ahead of us. And he was very, very good at accepting it. And while accepting it, doing all of the other things that we've talked about, talking straight, creating transparency, and doing all of those things. But at the end of the day, he knew what reality was for us and what it meant. So if I could say to the uh, the people who are listening to take away from this is simply figure out what your reality is. Deal with it. Clarify expectations. And then drive home accountability. And I think you yep. can move in the way that you need to you, move. You certainly can. And yep. uh, I would encourage the uh, the folks who are listening is um, – as we talk philosophically about these sub- subjects, uh, take it to the uh, uh, the next level, and that is, um, what now? Uh, what do I do with this? And I think what I would encourage people to do is to think about this and how it affects uh, your individual life and how it affects the, the processes that you're involved with and where you are in your life and your career. And, you know, if you've got questions or, or things that occur to you and you'd like for us to sort of uh, give you a a response to that. We would love to do that as well. So uh, what I would say is think about what we've been talking about. And you might want to go back and listen to some of the other podcasts that we've had and how that affects your life. And then let us know how you're you're doing with that, what's uh, what's on your mind, what's uh, working for you, what's not working for you. We'd love to be have the opportunity to talk to you. And give us some questions. If there are questions that you have that you think uh, we've missed or you'd like for us to answer or give you some idea about, don't be hesitant to let us know. It's very important for us. So thank you very much and thanks for listening. And uh, we look forward to having you join us on our next podcast. That was great, guys. And a special thank you to our listeners. Remember, better leadership is your path to success. Please let us know how you like the podcast by giving us a five-star rating, by following us, or by subscribing to the podcast. Most importantly, please submit your questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes to our website, hiddensecretstoleadershipsuccess.com.